Listen, mister, I'm, I'm getting awful tired of your... I'm getting tired of your gas. Now jerk that pistol and go to work. <coughs> I said throw down, boy. Oh. You gonna do something or just stand there and bleed? The Thing is a sci-fi horror film released in 1982 and directed by John Carpenter. The Thing follows a group of researchers in the Arctic who are hunted down by an abnormal life form. The movie is available on Peacock. Please consider watching this classic film before joining us for the discussion portion of the show. Spoiler alerts are ahead. In the Arctic, a Norwegian helicopter is chasing a dog near an American research facility. The pilot and passenger die in a shootout by the research team in self-defense. McCready, the pilot of the research team, goes to the Norwegian base to investigate. There, he finds a burnt creature where it is taken back to the facility. Blair, the biologist of the group, discovers that it has normal human organs, despite it being a non-human creature. Meanwhile, the dog is taken to the facility where it is placed along with other dogs. The dog transforms into an abnormal life form, absorbing the other dogs before it is stopped by a flamethrower, utilized by Childs, the mechanic of the research group. Blair concludes that the lifeform is able to replicate other lifeforms, forcing the team to be more wary of their surroundings. As the thing continues to replicate with other lifeforms, the team grows paranoid of each other as none of them are aware who the thing is. Blair is seen destroying the chopper as well as the radio equipment to complicate the possibility of an escape. Due to this, he is locked up in a tool shed on the chance that he could be the thing. Later, McCready is denied entry into the facility as he was out in the snow for a lengthy period of time. However, he uses dynamite to enter, making the rest of the team suspicious. During the conflict, Norris, the geologist of the group, suffers a heart attack. Copper, the physician of the group, uses a defibrillator to revive him, but Norris's chest transforms into a mouth, biting off Copper's arms and killing him. After killing Norris's replicant, McCready proposes to test the remaining members' blood samples to further figure out who the thing is among them. Palmer, the assistant mechanic, is the only one who fails. Palmer's lifeform escapes, but not before he kills more members of the research group. As the thing continues to wreak havoc on the team one by one, Blair is discovered missing. Blair's life form then mutates into a massive creature, forcing McCready to use the dynamite, thus destroying the facility. The film ends with McCready and Child slowly freezing to death as they accept their fate, despite not being able to trust each other as they share a bottle of whiskey. You know... It's only fitting that we start this uh, month-long horror film review for Halloween season with the same director that did Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's only fitting, right, brother? Yeah. John Carpenter, The Thing. This movie is a fucking classic, dude. Yeah. It's an early 80s movie. This movie came out when I was still swimming in my dad's ball sack. <laughs> All right? And in my opinion, this absolutely still holds up to this day, man. Yeah. So let's not waste any time, brother. We got a lot to say about it, right? So let's do it, man. So welcome, everybody, to episode number 34. 34. Of Beer in a Movie with the Weast Side Boys. We're your host, fantastic as always. I'm Ticket Dominator. And I'm Danny. You're extra fantastic, brother. This is your pick. Yeah. This, this is, is a film that uh, from the very beginning when we talked about starting this podcast, this was 
up there that you wanted to review this for a long, long time. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, I'm and glad we fi- we're finally doing it. Yeah, and we figured, uh, why don't we just wait for like Halloween time so that we can kick mm-hmm. off the month-long thing, you know? So it's finally here, brother. Yep. Shitloads to say about it, man. This movie's so fucking awesome. I love this movie. I couldn't wait to get into it. And it was, for me, when I was doing the plot points for this, to me, it was a little difficult for me because yeah. there's so many characters and I tried my best to include them in, but also didn't, I didn't because I thought it was more important to just get them all together for the discussion part of it. Yeah. Because some of them are a little minor, but at the same time, they still serve a purpose in the film, mm-hmm. you know? So, so this one and Spirited Away, in my opinion, for me was like the <laughs> toughest to, to write for. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So let's get into, let's get into the introduction of this, brother. How, how did you uh, get into this film? I first saw this film, God, I want to say probably like in middle school. I was really young. It was before high school. I don't remember how I saw it. I don't know if it, we like rented it on movie or on VHS, I should say, or if I saw it on TV. But I remember first watching it and it scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I know which part. Yeah. And I just fell in love with the movie, man. Uh, the lore is awesome. The characters are awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Like when, when I first watched it i watched it i don't remember how either mm-hmm. but i remember playing metal gear solid mm-hmm. the first one and yeah. like the setting of this movie like resembled that to me yep. so like i went back and rewatched it It was fucking awesome you know mm-hmm. and we'll get into all that good stuff the characters all that good shit but discussion does not start without opening up some beer so brother let me know what we're drinking tonight tonight we are drinking wild little thing by sierra nevada it's a slightly sour ale all right. So, guava, hibiscus, and strawberry. Wild little thing because this wild little thing, the thing, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good stuff, brother. A, yeah. Oh, I definitely smell guava. Yeah. Holy shit. All right. Swig for the good man. Cheers. Bottoms up, brother. Bro, I'm not a sour uh, fan that much, but this is good, man. Yeah. I'm really digging this. It's not too sour, actually. It's No, not at all. This is really good. It kind of reminds me of more like a Gosa. I know mm-hmm. I kind of think of a comparative, but yeah. it slips my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get one more swig, bro. Then we're gonna get into our shout out of the week. All right, let's, let's get do a it. swig right here. Hmm. Our shout out of the week, man, goes out to the good brother, Patrick Long. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Thank you so much for being a uh, listener from the very beginning. Patrick was also very kind to make some Instagram posts about us. So I'm pretty sure that helped us out get a couple more listens. So thank you, Patrick. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you very much. And I don't I don't have a segment for story time with Tiki, but I do have this to say because not too long ago we were we were talking about the movie Into the Wild. Have you seen that movie, brother? Yeah, I love that movie. Great movie, right? So mm-hmm. we were talking about the movie. And uh, I told him that he he's not a a doesn't have a lot of screen time in the film, but I told him that Hal Holbrook was was fucking awesome in that yeah. movie, man. He was mm-hmm. so good. And then and then Patrick told me he's like, "Oh yeah, he died, huh?" And I was like, "What? No, he didn't. I never heard any news about him cuz I like Hal Holbrook, dude, and he was oh. also in in Sons of Anarchy for a little bit for a couple episodes." Okay. And sure enough, he died 2 years ago, man. I had yeah. no fucking idea, man. So, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Some I mean, I had to learn about the news sometime, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, so he Here's a swig for the good man right here, for the, for the good brother Patrick, and for Hal Holbrook. Cheers. Bottoms up, brother. All right. So let's get into the ranking of this, brother. Let me go first, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. 
not like I said, I'm not a big fan of sours. Mm. Although that one you did bring to that that sour warheads one, mm, that yeah. was great shit right there, man. Yeah, I did like that. Uh, one. I think I like that one a little better, but I do enjoy this one, man. Mm. Uh, give me three and a half stars out of five, man. This is nice. really good. I can see myself actually buying this too, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it caught my eye for a while, and I've been wanting to try it. And then I was struggling to find a beer. I'm like, oh, wild little thing that fits. And I like sours since it's my pick. Um, I'm going to give this one a three. Three out of five. Not, oh, wow. I like it more than you did. Yeah, it's not um the best I've ever had. It's more along the line of like a Gosa, I would say. The, I think it's the, the hibiscus is throwing me off. But it's not bad. It's definitely uh, drinkable. It's Very pretty. Good, it's yeah. pretty light. It's a bit refreshing. What's just... the ABV on? 5.5. I just saw it right now. Yeah. Cool, 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 man. All right. One more swig for the Goodman brother, and we'll get into the premise of this. Cheers. This is good, man. <laughs> Thanks for bringing this, brother. Yeah. All right. So the premise of this film, brother, the thing. It is a abnormal life form mm-hmm. in the Arctic that infiltrates basically this facility where... uh. It kind of like uh, infects anybody. Thing is, this thing just by like a cell, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it can. Yeah, yeah, it replicates. It replicates. Yes. Yeah. So, the cool thing about this movie is that there's a lot of characters in this, and our thing is we we kind of have to figure out who the thing is, right, or who yeah. is infected mm-hmm. among all these all these guys. So let's get into the characters now. So there, there is a grip of them, okay? Yeah. So, like, bear with me here. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, we're going to start with the first one with Kurt Russell's character, right? R.J. McCready. Yeah. He is the the helicopter pilot. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell returns again, brother. He is fucking awesome. Yeah, he's great I'm a, in this, I'm too. I'm a big fan of Kurt Russell, dude. Mm-hmm. And dare I say he will be in next season's as well, dude? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. It's a little spoiler right there. <laughs> All right. Next character we're going to get to is Blair. Yes. He is the biologist of the group. Uh, he's played by a gentleman by the name of A. Wilford Brimley. Yep. Yeah. Uh, for me, brother, personally, uh, there's only Kurt Russell and maybe two other people I've ever seen in films. Mm. A lot of these guys, I had no idea who they were. You haven't seen Wilford Brimley before? No, I have not. He's the guy that does the diabetes commercials that they <laughs> meme. Remember that? You ever see the picture of the cat? It looks like it has his mustache. It just says diabetes. No, I'll, I'll have to show you, but yeah. When I think of diabetes, it's like from uh, It's Always Sunny. Mm. Don't they say, why do you keep saying diabetes? Yeah, <laughs> it's because of him, because he used to do, uh, oh, later on in life, he did a lot of like the AARP and like diabetes medicine commercials. And he'd be like, if you've got diabetes. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I'd never, I'd never heard of him or seen him, dude. Yeah. It's just because of this movie. Yeah. Uh, next character is Nalls. Mm-hmm. He is the cook of this, of this yeah. group. He's not, he's just, he's not there for research. He's just there to like, to cook for them mm-hmm. and shit like that. But he is somewhat important as yeah. as the uh, film progresses. He's played by T.K. Carter. Have you seen him before, dude? No, I don't know if I have. I've seen him in a show. Oh. And it was Saved by the Bell. But oh, okay. but the the shitty one. Because when I think of Saved by the Bell, I think of uh, like Zach Morris, Kelly Kapowski, Screech, okay. you know, Slater. What's oh, the that, shitty one? The shitty one is the one before when it was uh, Good Morning, Miss Bliss. He played Milo. Oh, God, I don't remember. Yeah. So T.K. Carter is real young in this one, man. Hmm. Next character we're going to get to is Keith David. Oh, yeah. His name is Childs. He's the chief mechanic in this. Mm -hmm. I've said it before in this podcast. If there's anyone that could narrate my life, I'd pick Keith David, man. Yeah, he's always a great actor, man. Every time I see him, I'm always... I know I'm in for a treat because he always kills it. Always. 
And so I'm just going to go along with some of these other characters, all right? Because uh, there is a lot of them. So Palmer, mm-hmm. he's the assistant mechanic. Then we have Copper, who's a physician. We have Norris, the geologist. Bennings is a meteorologist. Mm-hmm. We have Clark, who's the dog handler. Yep. Right? When we get to him, dude, we... Uh, it's funny that they put him here as the dog handler because he's definitely the sympathizer when when shit goes wrong with the dogs. Oh, yeah, for sure. Shit, yeah. Then we have Fuchs, who's the assistant biologist. We have Gary, who's the station commander. And one thing I got to point out is that Gary is the one that's leading this research facility. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know if they explicitly say, but I think it's... um. It's like an army operation, right? Mm-hmm. That's why they have like a cook and they have like mm-hmm. a whole team. I think they're all in the army or something, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure. I have some shit to say about Gary, though, for him leading. Okay. But we'll we'll say that for the discussion, brother. And the last one is Windows, mm-hmm. who is the radio operator. Yep. So it's quite a grip of uh, characters here, right? So that's it. So now we're going to get into the plot. We're going to do as best as we can to narrow it down with these, uh, with these characters as far as the plot goes. Let's find out who this fucking thing is. So one more swig for the good man. Right, that, brother? Cheers. Bottoms up. All right. So the film begins with a, a flying saucer, a UFO, as mm-hmm. you will, right? Yep. Seeing that it's going into planet Earth. Mm-hmm. All right. That's for things a little bit. It is the Arctic in the year 1982. You see a Norwegian helicopter chasing a dog, yep. a husky man. Mm-hmm. So th- like for me, dude. Uh, I've never had a dog. I always love a dog. If I could pick any type of dog, it would be a husky. Mm. So off the bat, for me, dude, seeing fucking someone shooting at a husky, uh-uh. that ain't gonna fucking fly with me, dog. <laughs> yeah, I would say that this is a really interesting opening because you have the UFO, which is already strange, and then it just immediately cuts into you. These guys in a helicopter trying to kill this dog, and you're like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. So my interest is already peaked. Yeah, for me too, brother. So they're they're chasing this dog. Uh, and they, they chase them near a American facility, mm-hmm. right? And this is, uh, they're shooting at it. They're getting really close to the ground too. Yeah. Right? To the snow, I should say. Uh, and this is like the introduction to the entire group, mm-hmm. right? You just see them lounging around. Yeah. You see uh, uh, McCready. He has his bottle of J&B. Yep. Right? A little more on that later. <laughs> right? Uh, and so here here we go, man. So the Norwegians, right? They fucking like accidentally blow up each, the, the fucking chopper they're in, right? <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was fucking stupid. And I said, God damn, like, what the fuck is this? How how fucking dumb could you be to let something like this happen? Yeah, exactly. They're really panicked and rushing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you say, they he's flying really close to the ground. It's hard to see because, I mean, obviously everything's like snowy white and stuff. And yeah, he's just reckless. He's missing all his shots, even mm-hmm. when he gets out. And then he starts throwing the grenades and yeah, he just fumbles it like an idiot. And then mm-hmm. one of them runs away, and then the other guy tries to cover know, it up. Yeah, he tries to like grab it, and he gets blown up. Yeah. So all this commotion gets all the team to come out. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And did you notice this, brother? That um, because I did mention Gary, right? Yeah. He's like the leader, right? Yep. Gary fucking stays inside the facility while everybody's outside shooting at the Norwegians. Yeah. Yet he's in he's inside kind of like a little bitch, but he's the one that fucking does the kill shot. Yeah, on it, right? I thought that was very like interesting. We'll get a, we'll get into that a little later. Uh-huh. Okay, so while this happens, it kills it kills the Norwegians. Did you notice that the dog goes up to Bennings and licks him? I didn't notice that. I know that the dog was like 
it looked like he was trying to be like, save me, save me. Mm -hmm. And then that's when the Norwegian shoots Bennings. Bennings shoots. Yeah, he gets shot. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not Bennings. It could be Clark since he was a sympathizer. No, I think you're right. It was Bennings. Bennings, right? Because he was jumping on Bennings and then the Norwegian guy was screaming something in Norwegian. Mm -hmm. And then he starts shooting again and he's trying to hit the dog, but then he hits Bennings in the leg. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, dude. So actually, I have something to say, but I'm going to wait till the very end. Okay. All right. So let's remember the Norwegians, all right? Because they there are some shit that they say. Yeah. And it's it was interesting that they didn't put that in the subtitles. Mm. The subtitle said Norwegian, talking, mm-hmm. you know? More on that a little later. Okay. So then uh, we get McCready, who I mentioned is the pilot. All right. So he decides that it's a good idea to go investigate this Norwegian base, right? Yeah. And again, Gary doesn't go, even though Gary's the leader. Who goes is McCready and Copper. Yeah. Well, it's Copper, the one he's because he's like, I want to go see what happens. It's only an hour away each way, which mm-hmm. is so far. McCready is apprehensive, I guess you could say, because he's like, uh, when, what is it? Gary? He, he like ponders off too, huh? Yeah. He, sees, he's, he notices that the weather isn't good, obviously. Yeah. When, fucking when Doc and Gary says, McCready, get your shit, you're going up. And he like mm-hmm. looks up at the sky like, mm-hmm. uh, am I seeing things? You know, like, <laughs> so he's. He's like, all right, we're taking a risk, but let's do it. Mm-hmm. So they take off, right? Mm-hmm. Takes a minute. But before they get to uh, the Norwegian headquarters, you notice that there's uh, the dog, right? They bring the dog in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dog, you see the dog. Okay. We don't know much about the dog quite yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's important to bring out that the dog goes into a room and you see someone's in the room. You see their shadow. Yeah. Notably, the 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 collar is what you notice the most about the shadow, right? Uh-huh. So if you look at the the team while you watch this this uh, film, so keep in mind that it's got someone that's got a uh, a collar that's like popped mm. and shit like that. Okay, so important part right there. All right, so now let's fast forward to the Norwegian base. They uh, McCready and Copper find this fucking burnt creature. It's like the best thing I can describe it, bro. Mm-hmm. It's fucking uh, the whole headquarters is destroyed yeah it's like burnt to the ground mm-hmm. all fucked up this this crazy creature right which by the way dude it has to be brought up how fucking amazing the the makeup and design is for a film mm-hmm. in the nine in the early 80s man yeah this shit is like flawless bro yeah it is fucking great like bravo to the makeup team and anybody that did anything to uh to create these like uh these costumes or whatever the fuck you call them mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah great shit right there man so they bring it back to the lab in the human uh the facility right the american research facility mm-hmm. this is where blair comes in and he notices that this crazy ass creature has human organs it has a kidney it has a heart that has everything yeah right oh man good shit right there and also how like like, I know he's using gloves and all, like Blair, <laughs> but it's like, God damn it, dog. Like, be careful. Fuck. You don't know what that is, dude. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, you, you use like fucking 10 pairs of gloves on each fucking hand. Yeah. He just cuts it open and just starts pulling shit out. Yeah. So that, let's fast forward to a part where uh, they're all lounging around again. You see, Bennings is doing all right. Mm-hmm. He's actually sitting down. And then I couldn't tell if he got licked by the dog or he just got scared or he got bit by the dog. I think he got bit. It, but... That's what I got. Yeah. I put that in my notes. I think he got fucking bit on this mm-hmm. uh which is comes to effect later on yeah right so what you do see is that you see clark right clark who i mentioned before is the one that handles the dogs he's a sympathizer so clark puts the dogs or puts the dog with all the other dogs mm-hmm. and gotta stay right here right brother because uh 
our one of the episodes that we did, the Amores Peros episode, mm. you said anytime like you see dogs being killed, <laughs> yeah, it's know. like fuck this movie, you know? Yeah. But damn, dude, the dog transforms into this crazy fucking life form, right? Yep. So off the back, now we know that this fucking dog was infected. Mm. This is why the Norwegians were trying to shoot this motherfucker. Yep. Brutal shit right there. Poor dogs that are right there with them, man. Yeah. I don't like seeing dogs being tortured, let alone fucking huskies. Mm-hmm. And then you see, like, poor dog, right, dude? Like, when it's, again, dude, the makeup is fucking fantastic, bro. How the fucking face just opens up and mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. And then poor other dogs, they get sprayed yeah, by this, like, oozing-looking shit, dude. Yeah. And then that other dog in the corner, poor dog, he's trying to, like, cut. Yeah, uh, chew he's trying to chew his way out. Yeah. Oh, dude, that shit was, like, heartbreaking to me, man. Yeah. But again, so now all the fucking dogs are infected, mm-hmm. right? So now let's back up a little bit. So now that this dog, we know that it's been infected, right? Mm-hmm. It bit Bennings. Yeah. It also bit, or didn't bit, but it licked him before he got shot. Yeah. And so go for it, brother. Go for the it. The dog has been at this point roaming around the complex mm-hmm. for, I think they say a day, all day. Yeah. So it's been doing shit, you know, sneaking up on some guy, like you said, with the silhouette. The shadow. Yes. And then one thing I got to bring up, too, is that, like, you can kind of see that two of the dogs escape the kennel. Oh, yeah. As soon as they open the door. Yeah. Right. So this commotion informs everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you noticed this, brother, but uh, uh, McCready, he has a Budweiser in his hand when he pulls a fire <laughs> alarm. Oh, man. My my 12-year-old taste buds fucking enjoyed that, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he drinks mean? a lot in this film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's even a line in the movie where he says, uh, hurry up. I just want to go home to my, my room and get drunk. And, yeah. Get yes. Drunk, yep. Yeah. So, uh, like I mentioned, everybody is informed about this, right? Mm-hmm. So, this is where Childs, right? Keith David's character, he comes out with a fucking flamethrower, dog. <laughs> yeah. Fucking crazy shit, dude. He, he burns the dog, the one that's infected, right? Yep. And then McCready starts shooting at the Huskies, which I honestly don't really blame him, dude, because, like, I know it's fucked up, but, like, you got to imagine now, these dogs are now infected. Yeah. Right? But then uh, Clark, he comes in and fucking, like, stops him. Yeah. And poor poor him, because he's the dog handler. Of course, he's going to have a soft spot for these dogs, mm. you know? And it looks like one escapes, like, one of the things. It looks like it crawls through the ceiling. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if you, if you caught that I did. Part. I yeah. did, yes. Mm-hmm. I did. And then so after they they burn the dog life form, yeah. they do an autopsy on mm-hmm. it to where uh, Blair informs everyone that this fucking thing is able to replicate, mm-hmm. right? And turn into whatever the fuck it is, whatever it infects, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the first part where you notice where people start getting a little paranoid right here. Uh-huh. This is where Copper starts questioning. Copper is like the like the assistant to Blair, correct? Yes. Yes. So he's the assistant. So he's also like a doctor, basically. Mm-hmm. Right? So Copper starts questioning Clark. And he's like, like, why were the dog, why was this dog roaming around? How mm-hmm. long has he been out? Yeah. You're right? And he's looking at him. He doesn't straight out tell him, like, hey, are you infected? But it's like, he fucking knows. This is like the first, this yeah. is the, where the seeds are planted, where they don't, they're starting to not trust each other. Yeah, Blair is the one. And then he, that's when he goes back to his room and then you see him do the, the analysis and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where we, we learn that the thing is able to replicate uh, on a cellular basis, like a one-to-one. So it can be a full-on attack like it was doing with the dogs, but it could also be, it could sneak in through, you know, just like any other way, like, you know, poisoning the food or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It, any any little opening, basically, mm-hmm. right, dude? It's yeah. not safe and shit. 
So they, uh, I, I didn't ca quite catch this part, dude, but like they obtain a video. I don't know if like uh, McCready was able to get this video when he went to the Norwegian base. Yeah, they do. Is that what it is? Because I don't recall him ever like picking up a video or no. saying that we got it. They'd... They're just implying it, right? Yeah, they just grabbed a bunch of stuff, I think. Some mm -hmm. of their notes too, I think. Yeah, and then some of the, they go, they end up going to this like location that they see in the video, right? Uh -huh. Where when, excuse me. Oh, shit. <laughs> Burp of the week. Yeah, we go, man. Where they go, <laughs> they go back to uh, the location, right? Where they say it's like an alien craft that's been around for thousands of yeah. years. Mm -hmm. Which I don't know how they how they were able to get this information based off of what. Well, they talk to this Blair? time. Yeah, or... no, they they bring a bunch of people with them, and Norris is one of them, the geologist. Mm. So they ask him, like, how long you figured this has been here? And he says, oh, you know, the ice has been churning things up, but like based on this, it had to be here for at least a hundred thousand years. Gotcha. So in the intro, when we see that alien ship crash to Earth, mm -hmm. this was like back when mankind was yeah, still thousands like of years ago, cavemen man. and shit. Yes. The beginning, the UFO, right? Mm -hmm. The saucer and shit like that. Good yeah. shit right there, brother. All right. So let's move along now. So they're at this point now, they get the, the dog replicant, right? That's all been burnt to shit. Uh -huh. And they take him into a room. So this is where Bennings, right? Mm -hmm. And Windows they're carrying this fucking thing yeah. and they're trying to move uh like but they cuz they're in the, they put them in a room where they a few of them have belongings in there uh -huh. and they're trying to get some shit out right to give yeah. them more space and stuff mm -hmm. so this is uh, please let me know if you caught this brother cuz there's subtle shit in like subtle shit in this right yeah. that makes it so fucking great it's that you windows asks bennings hey uh where are the keys to the so and so right mm -hmm. Where he says, Oh, Gary has them. Go ask Gary. Mm -hmm. So, Bennings, or excuse me, Windows takes off. And then you can see the dog thing is fucking moving. Yeah, I know, right? So, it's still alive. Yep. Right? It, it's burnt to a crisp, but it still fucking moves. Yep. Crazy shit. To then where Windows comes back and he sees that Bennings is fucked. Yeah. Right? So, not only was he infected, but he was just, he was fucked, dude. Yeah. It right? was like wrapped around him in the corner. Like his his clothes are all ripped through, which is a hint for later on. Uh-huh. And yeah, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. So if you pay close attention, dude, you can hear keys drop. Mm -hmm. When Windows sees that Bennings this thing is fucked and he's the thing, yeah. You can hear keys drop. Yeah. That's very, very fucking important. Because I know nobody gives a fuck about sound mixing and sound editing and shit like that. But this is where everything comes to fruition here, man. Yeah. Is that keys drop, the sound of keys being dropped comes into fucking like, it comes really, really important, man. Yeah. And I will say that this movie pays a lot of attention to detail. Mm -hmm. Every time you go back and you look, everything was painstakingly organized and portrayed the way it was for a specific reason. And I think there's a lot of love and fanfare for this film because of that people go back and say well there's meaning to this because you know john carpenter didn't shoot that scene for shits and giggles it's there for a reason mm -hmm. and there you go yes man good shit next scene man we get uh we get fuchs right i believe he's the biologist or what is he brother do you remember uh I, I yeah forget, i forget what fuchs's uh occupation is on this man but despite that all right so he takes uh he takes McCready by the side, right? And he says, mm. hey, I got to talk to you, man. Yeah. So they go outside in the cold, right? And um, what is it that they're in, dude? Like, it's like some... It's like some kind of like snowplow type thing where they where it can move snow around. Yeah. So, yes. Thank you, bro. So he takes him into that. 
And he tells him, hey, I took one of Blair's notebooks. Uh-huh. Let's remember, Blair is the, the physician mm-hmm. in this, right? Yeah. And he says that in his notebook that things, when, they're, when they appear to be dead, they're not exactly dead, right? So it's like, why the fuck did he say anything like to everybody? Why just McCready? McCready's not the leader, though. It's Gary. Yeah, I don't know. I guess there's kind of an there's some kind of unexplained bond with them because they always talk to each other. You don't really see Fuchs interact with that many other people. He's he's one of the characters that has like the least amount of screen time. Mm-hmm. And the, the times we see him, he's usually looking up to McCready. So maybe they're friends. Maybe that's why. Because at this point, you got to realize he took one of Blair's notebooks mm-hmm. because Blair locked himself in his room and mm-hmm. he's not saying anything to anybody. Yeah. It is imp- it is important that we bring up that while well, a lot of this shit happens, uh-huh. like when uh, like the whole Benning, like because by this time, bro, Benning's is basically like infected, right, and he's dead. But yeah. like you see him, he like you see that the Benning's thing like goes through the window. Mm-hmm. But Benning's this this Benning's thing, right? Yeah, gets fucking burnt outside. Yeah, but if you notice, Blair's nowhere to be seen. Mm-hmm. He's still gone. Yeah, because they ask him like, where the fuck is Blair? Mm-hmm. To where they see Blair finally, and he's like fucking up the chopper. Yeah. All right. He's fucking up the chopper. And then when they go back inside, they say, Oh, Blair's been fucking up with the radio equipment. Uh-huh. And he killed the dogs, dude. Yeah. He shot the rest of them. Yep. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm watching this shit and I said, Fuck, dude. So Blair's fucked up, right? Uh-huh. Is he the thing right here or not yet? No. Because this looks like a, just a, a straight up fucking human reaction. Yeah. The shit that's going on. So when Blair is like reading his data analysis or whatever, he's he puts two and two together because it even says like uh, as soon as it hits the main population, it's going to take you know, 270,000 hours to mm-hmm. infect the entire planet. So he kind of like becomes a recluse and he's over here trying to destroy the radio equipment. He's trying to cut them off. You could make the argument that, yeah, he's the thing because he wants to, you know, deep freeze again. Yeah. But oh, go ahead. I no, I gotta say, like, I don't think uh, destroying the chopper was a was a smart thing to do because you're you're fucking making an escape from this impossible now. Yeah, and I think that's why there's an argument to say that he wasn't the thing at this point because if anything, I was a strong believer that McCready wasn't the thing, mm-hmm. but now I'm starting to think that maybe he was, and that's kind of why uh, Blair destroys the chopper mm-hmm. because he knows that McCready's the only one that can fly them out of there, pretty much. Fuck. So right, yeah. So he's destroying the chopper and he's destroying the radio equipment because he he doesn't want anybody to come and anybody to get out. So he's definitely not the thing at this point. Yeah, he kills the dogs too, which I I I know it's fucked up, dude. But I think it was necessary, dude. It was, but he didn't kill them properly. He just like hit them with the axe, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He he would need to burn them. So that's another like like I don't understand why he didn't do that. So. Yeah, you see Clark like upset over the dogs mm-hmm. dying. Yeah. He is the dog handler. Yep. Right? So then we get to a part where Copper, right? Copper, he he says, well, well let's get this uh if you get a blood test sample, mm-hmm. yep. if you get blood samples from good blood with the shitty blood, we'll be able to find out who's contaminated. Uh-huh. Right? So then this is where we see that the blood samples have been destroyed. Mhm. And this is where they all begin to fucking argue together. Yeah, apparently. Because yep. it's like it's like who the fuck destroyed these blood samples? So who got into this? It's gotta be only the person that has keys. Mm-hmm. Right? So let's back up now. This is where Windows drops the keys. Yeah. Right? And it's weird too, because how they wouldn't remember that, right? How did Windows get the key? Uh-huh. He, he had asked Gary. Yeah, he had to have asked Gary. And why doesn't Gary remember though? Because uh-huh. they, they they're like, who the fuck had access to these keys? 
And Gary says, well, just me or, you know, Doc. Uh, those are the only two. Why wouldn't he say, oh, I just gave him to Windows like 20 minutes ago? Mm-hmm. So That's all he had to say, man. Yeah, so why didn't he? The other person that is able to get access to him also is Copper. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's because they're both like the... Well, Gary's the lead and then like the physician, right? Uh, right? Is a physician, right? Yeah, Copper, yeah, yeah. like the, yeah, yeah. the assistant, right? So now this makes like everybody like question Gary as the leader. Yeah. Right? Which to me, dude, in my opinion, Gary to me never felt like he was ever a leader. Yeah, I guess not. He's got like seniority, I guess, because he's kind of an older guy. Oh, uh, yes. He's an older gentleman. And he seems a little bit more level-headed. He's mm-hmm. got his pistol on him with his like gun belt. But yeah, I mean, he's, I wouldn't say he's a strong leader. He isn't. Mm-hmm. When when he was in the shootout, he was the only one inside. Oh, you mean the very beginning? Yeah. But I would interpret that more as he was, he was being smart about it because he was, he was staying in cover because he saw this guy shooting wildly, right? Mm-hmm. And then once he, once he saw him shoot at Bennings and shoot Bennings, that's when he busts out the window and he, he fucking picks him off from mm-hmm. pretty far. So he's a pretty good marksman. Yeah. And I took it as like he he made a sound tactical choice there rather than run out there and get gunned down. So that was my theory behind it. A leader leads, man. He's got to be <laughs> out in the field with the rest of the boys, man. Yeah, I, I could see that as well. Okay. Uh, Windows, that after this, when they all start arguing, Windows takes a gun, right? Yeah, he goes, he runs to the, it's like a glass case armory. Where he's mm-hmm. like busted open and he starts getting the shotgun ready. I wonder why the fuck him, though. Of all people, why him? Because he was panicking, I guess. I don't know. He just, he panics and he runs because they're all over there arguing, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, fuck Windows. And that's when they go chase him down, right? Mm-hmm. And then they have that big, I guess, standoff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is where, like, uh, they all decide. We're like, all right, Gary, you're out. You're mm-hmm. not leading anymore. So who's mm-hmm. going to be next? Two old child says, hey, me. And then everyone's like, nah, fuck that, homie. <laughs> yeah. Which is a good fucking decision because to me, Childs is not really the most level-headed, right? Yeah, he's, he's the hothead of the yep, group, yep. right? So this is where they get McCready mm-hmm. to be the leader. Well, McCready kind of volunteers himself. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the right choice, man. He, I, In my opinion, he definitely seemed like, uh, as the film went on, mm-hmm. that he had the balls to do everything. Yeah. He was not shy from like confrontation. He, The man just wanted his booze and just get to work. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, it would be an excellent thing if he was the thing. You know what I mean? Mm. That would be the that would be the person you'd want to be, the one that everybody kind of nobody ejects to, and he's he's naturally the leader. Yeah, to get the suspicion out of there. Mm-hmm. Right? Fuck, dude, <laughs> that's fucking great. So many theories in this shit. I love it, man. Yeah. So McCready decides. All right, uh, Clark, Gary, and Copper. I don't trust you, motherfuckers. Yeah. Let's put these good. Let's give these motherfuckers morphine. Mm-hmm. To which, by the way, I did not get that. I did not understand that. But you said it was just morphine just to drowse them and shit? They yeah. wouldn't be able to fight back? Morphine's like a really strong painkiller. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's used that much anymore. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they gave it to them to pretty much... It's pretty much just to knock them out. Mm-hmm. So they're, uh, you can tie them up. They won't struggle. The thing is, I get why Clark was uh, considered to be the thing because he was the one that dealt with the dogs. Yeah. No problem there. Mm-hmm. Gary, he's not trustworthy because... Uh, the blood. They, the, the blood, right? They'd mm-hmm. say he was the one that fucking got the keys mm-hmm. when all fucking Windows had to say is like, uh, hey, man, or Gary had to say, is like, I gave Windows the keys fucking not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. You know? Copper, I don't know why Copper was the one that they told, hey, because we can't he, trust you. he was the only other one that could got gotten the blood too. Oh, that's I just said that. No shit, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the fucking uh, so the, assistant. They're the ones that they're thinking. 
mm-hmm. but they're wildly off, as we'll soon learn. Absolutely, dude. So next scene, dude, Fuchs, right? This is where uh, McCready, he goes into Fuchs's room, mm-hmm. and Fuchs tells him, hey, any, spar- any small particle uh, will take over like an entire organism, right? Yeah. So this is where he suggests it's it's better to like eat out of cans. Yeah. And shit. Like, yep. by the way, bro, this fucking shot mwah, was fucking gorgeous, <laughs> dog. This is filmography 101, man. A fucking scene with uh, Fuchs in the like the headroom. Mm-hmm. And then in the back, uh, in the entrance of the door, you see McCready yeah. just talking to him. Fucking gorgeous. Go back and watch the shot, bro. That is fucking as perfect as it gets. No, yeah, shot, man. It's very eerie. It's. I love the tension that is built in this movie with mm-hmm. every shot and the music. Everything just mm-hmm. hits on all cylinders, man. The music is like a one note thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it works so well. It's like awesome. it's just put together in such a way that it just crafts an amazing story, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, also before this point, it's it's worthy to mention that they locked up Blair. Yes. After he went crazy, they were able to subdue him, and they lock him up in the tool shed, right? Yes. And he's objecting, but they shot him up with morphine too, so he wouldn't, you know, it caused him more trouble. Yes. But one thing that I do want to bring up that I realize now is that McCready brings in a bottle of Smirnoff or vodka or something, right? Yeah. And it's sealed. And then he just busts it open. He busts the seal, takes one sip out of it, puts it down like for Blair. And they both kind of look at it weird and then they leave. So looking at it years later, I'm like, fuck, was mccready really the thing at this point because you're right brother because there is a shot where uh blair is looking at the research that he that he's find Mm -hmm. where he's talking about like uh like the computer talks about like in how many years it'll the smirnoff bottle is right in front of him Mm -hmm. so this smirnoff bottle was taken with him Mm -hmm. to the tool shed yeah and now he it's opened right so it's like McCready's like, why like why the fuck would you drink out of it? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. He just takes, no he takes like one shot. He does like one sip and then Yeah, he can get infected easily with this shit. Mm-hmm. He's well aware of this shit by now. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. That's more food for thought there. Yeah, absolutely. Good shit, brother. Next scene, dude, Fuchs. Mm-hmm. He finds McCready's clothes outside. Which yeah. I don't understand that part though, because it's like, when did they show McCready's like uh his jacket ever ge- being like fucking removed. They don't ever do it. But what happens is the theory is that the thing is trying to sabotage McCready. Uh-huh. So it like ripped up his clothes and it left them because not only did were they out there, but they also were stuffed up in his like furnace up at his place. Remember later on, mm-hmm. they're like, I found his drawers up at like all ripped up. Mm-hmm. In there. So it's hard to say at this point if McCready really was being sabotaged by the thing yeah. or maybe he fucking really was a thing and that those are his underwear that got ripped through fuck dude because because the next scene dude you find it's mccready where he finds yeah fuchs fuchs's glasses because he, he burned him he's burned he's burned he's fucked it's yeah. like did he commit suicide so that he didn't get attacked by this fucking thing yeah you know it doesn't say and it's also kind of a weird scene too because uh mccready they're like debating on how he died like oh man why would it burn him Oh, and then McCready's like, maybe he burned itself. But the way he like says it and the way he looks, it's kind of weird. Uh-huh. Like like he was just kind of like trying to make an excuse, I think. So I was like kind of, I'm questioning McCready at this point. But yeah. Because anybody who talks to him, something bad happens. Yeah. Like when Fuchs tells him like. Uh, yeah, prepare yeah. our own food. and Yeah. And yeah. now Fuchs is dead. Yeah, exactly. And 
that shot you said that was like masterclass. Yeah. Um, later on, it, it I feel like it was put there to kind of put emphasis on McCready and him interacting. And then, you know what, five minutes later, it shows Fuchs again in his in his little, you know, area, and then his light goes out. And he's like, he gets all startled. So I was like wondering, is that like was that kind of like foreshadowing oh, that McCready was kind God. of ominous? Good shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. So they go back inside, right? Uh huh. So this is where, like, uh, like I know we don't bring them up often mm-hmm. because there were times when I watched the film, it's like, what about this fucking guy? It's Palmer, right? Yeah, yeah. Palmer's like, he never really fucking does anything up until when something, when shit hits the fan. Yeah, know? he's just a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, let me back up since mm-hmm. we're bringing up Palmer. Yeah. In the beginning of the film, or not the beginning, but this is after, like, the thing had happened already. Mm hmm. Did you notice that him and Childs were sharing a joint? Yeah, that's another. I thought. Why would you fucking do that? By th- at this point, but that that was the beginning. This was before they even. I think this was even before the dog came, right? Or it was because it was like in the intro sequence, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I think, like I said before, a lot of the shots that were put into this film are put in for a reason. Yeah. So, thank McC- you, John Carpenter. You know your shit, man. Yeah, Palmer sharing the joint with. Childs is showing that, you know, they're obviously close. They smoke together. So, and then we later on find out that, you know, one of them is a thing. So maybe that's mm-hmm. a hint on something else. Mm-hmm. The only reason I brought up Palmer, though, is because there's a part where McCready tells, all right, you guys, you, you, you come with me, you go with him. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and then Windows is like, I'm not going with Palmer. Fuck this. And then like, uh, McCready. Well, it's the other Ma- way. Palmer doesn't want to go yeah. with Windows. That's thank you, brother. Mm-hmm. And then McCready reacts like, "Fuck this shit, dude." You know, mm-hmm. it's like fucking grown ass men. You're like, you're fighting for your life, you fuckers. Uh-huh. Stop bitching, right? I thought, uh, excuse me. I thought McCready's reaction here was fucking great, man. Yeah. It's something I would have fucking done. Yeah. So, so what ends up happening is he decides that he's grabbing Nalls. Mm-hmm. Nalls is the cook. Yep. Right. They go outside, and then Nalls tells him where we going. And so they're going, McCready says, we're going to my shack. And he's mm-hmm. like, why? Because the last time I was in my shack, I turned the, the lights off. Uh-huh. And now the lights are on. Yep. Which I, wait, so to fast forward things a little bit, he ends up being gone for quite a while. Yeah. It's like over 40 minutes and shit, right? Okay. To where Nalls comes back. Yeah, he, with, cut him, he cut him loose. Yeah, with, he comes back with the same thing, uh, the, the garment, right, that Fuchs yeah. found. Yeah, but he said he found him up in, in McCready's furnace. But what's interesting about this scene, too, is that it's Windows, Nalls, and McCready. And McCready says, all right, Windows, you could tell the others. And then he says, Nalls, you and I will go to my shack. Mm-hmm. So we're just trusting McCready at this point, right? Maybe he mm-hmm. left the fucking light on himself. We don't know. Why does he want to go just with Nalls by himself to a shack? Yeah. that's. Don't you think that'd be weird? It is, man. Yeah. Again, this fucking thing mm-hmm. is smart, man. Yeah. It's sabotaging everybody uh-huh. to the point where now, like, I mean, it's already clear at this point uh-huh. that the thing is making everybody, like, not trust each other. Mm-hmm. So this is just more of the thing just fucking doing what it wants to do. Yeah. In my opinion. Yep. You know what I mean? So, like I mentioned, he's been gone over 40 minutes. Nas returns mm-hmm. with uh, McCready's clothes. Yeah. So they say, all right, fuck it. We're locking everything up. Mm-hmm. We're not going to let McCready come in. Yeah. But McCready comes in using dynamite, man. Well, he like, bu- he busts through the supply window. Yeah, and he, he does. He grabs the dynamite. He yeah. grabs the dynamite mm-hmm. and says, you got motherfuckers come near me, man. I'm going to blow this fucking thing up. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't think is a good fucking idea, dude, because it's like that already raises more suspicion. No, I think it's because uh, 
McCready is paranoid too at this point. He doesn't know who to trust. So he's pretty much saying, all right, rush me. We're all dead. Mm. Like, fuck all y'all. And that could prove that he's not the thing because he doesn't want to die. But it could also be the fact that maybe he's calling everybody's bluff. Mm. And the reason why nobody rushes him too could also be because maybe the other people are the thing. And mm. they, they for sure don't want to die. So it's kind of like this complex, multi-layered just question of mm-hmm. what is happening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's I love the the theories and like you yeah. can go on for days and days yes. talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And because of this like fucking like massive conflict that mm-hmm. it that happens. Yeah. Fucking Norris uh-huh. gets a fucking heart attack, yep. dude. And this is to me, bro, the fucking scene of the movie, man. <laughs> yeah. This is like the the scene that is the most fondness in 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 my memory, mm-hmm. right? Norris has a heart attack. Poor fucking guy, man. Yeah. It's it's intense what happens and shit. So then uh, we get Copper, who's the, phys- the assistant physician mm-hmm. in this shit, right? He gets a defibrillator. And then, fuck, dude, I don't remember how many, like, zaps. It was, like, the second, I think. The second, which mm-hmm. I think was fucking great because, like, the cliche would be three, mm-hmm. you know? No, on the second one, <clears throat> excuse me, holy shit. <laughs> Another one. On the second zap, the fucking uh, Norris, opens up, Norris's yep. stomach opens up, fucking turns into fucking teeth, mm. and bites off <laughs> fucking Copper's hands. Yeah. Uh, fucking and he transforms into the thing yeah right which now let's back up man when the dog went into the room and mm-hmm. there was the shadow yeah you do notice that uh the shadow had a collar mm-hmm. and it was popped up a little bit it does fit norris's fucking character of the clothes he's yeah. wearing dude. And it, it looks it, the silhouette looks like him it looks mm-hmm. like norris mm-hmm. so the film went a quite a while with norris being infected yeah that was fucking awesome, man. And he, it's important to note, too, that he acted normal. Mm-hmm. He was the one, like, he didn't want to take the leadership because they were like, I don't see anybody checking to Norris. He's like, guys, I, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of just being like a background character. You would never have suspected that he was a thing. Yeah, never, man. Mm-hmm. It definitely caught me by surprise. It was good shit right there. Again, the makeup was fucking flawless, yeah. man. Practical it's effects, so dude. good. Yes, dude. The fucking, the, the Norris life form, mm-hmm. in my opinion, was the best thing as far as makeup goes. Yeah. It was so, it was even better than the fucking uh, the dog one in my opinion, man. Yeah, it was. That shit was like grotesque and brutal mm-hmm. and shit. How you saw it open, yeah. but just to me, this is like the the fondest member I have watching the thing. Oh god, yeah. Good shit, man. I, uh, fucking ten out of ten scene right there, man. Yeah, shit is so good. So once that shit is, uh, does it get torched, brother? Do you remember? Yeah, they it gets torched, right? Yeah, they torch it. And then, but the head escapes, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, yes, it, grows, it escapes. It grows legs and shit like a spider. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fucking Palmer who's like, you gotta be shitting me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's the one that notices that it's yeah. escaping and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. All right. So because of this now, this is where it's suggested, like, let's all take the blood sample test now. Yeah. Which I I I wouldn't exactly call it a flaw here, brother. It's more of uh maybe to look into a little mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Because. Um, they use the exact same scalpel. Yes. To fucking cut each other. Yeah, that's right. That would be fucking stupid in terms of fucking infecting one another. And so, what's kind of weird too, right, is that at this point, I think only McCready knows about like how even the smallest thing can infect you. Because mm-hmm. remember, they he heard from Fuchs. You know, Fuchs, we gotta yeah. Prepare our own food, and he's the one in charge of the test. 
and he's not saying shit. The only one who actually wipes the blade, I think, is Windows because he cuts himself and then he like wipes mm-hmm. it on his pant leg. But you're right. So is this another hint that maybe McCready is not who he seems to be? Yeah, man. I don't know. Fuck, dude. Now I'm, dude. I'm like, my mind's all fucked up right now. Yeah. From like fucking all these theories and shit like that. And I will say we do see McCready have his blood in the petri dish, but yeah. we don't ever see him do it. Drawing the fucking blood. Huh? And it's weird how they make it like such a point to have everybody else's blood. Yeah. Like windows and nalls, they do that nasty ass, too big of a fucking cut. Yeah. On their thumbs, you know? Yeah. But, so it's, a, it's very strange. One thing I forgot to mention, bro, is that when uh, when uh, they were like cornering mm-hmm. uh, McCready mm-hmm. when he had the dynamite. Yeah. You can see that Clark grabs the scalpel. Yep. Right. So there wasn't there was more than one scalpel. Mm-hmm. You can see it like on the dish and shit that he grabs it from. Yep. You know, but put that out there that Clark has a scalpel in his fucking hand. Yep. All right. So ne- go to the next seat where everybody's drawing blood. And uh, and then out of nowhere, fucking Clark just fucking attempts to fucking stab him with the scalpel. Yeah. And fucking shoots him. Yeah. He's holding, I think McCready's holding the gun on Childs, right? Because yeah. Childs like, you ain't tying me up. What are you going to do? And he's like, well, I'm going to kill you, Childs. Yeah. And that's when he like cocks the gun. And then in the background, you see. Um, Clark. Yeah. He's like dropping the scalpel in his hand. And then he tries to rush him. And then McCready, man, is on the draw. Just blows his brains out right there. Mm-hmm. And it's important that they they draw Clark's blood too. Yeah. Even after he died. Mm-hmm. You know? So then, like, yeah, good shit right there, but you mentioned it. Like, everybody gets tied up, right? Yep. McCready's in charge now. He says yeah. everybody's getting fucking tied up. <laughs> yeah. Even even though nobody fucking wants to. Yeah. So they all get this Petri dish with their blood sample on it. And then, it, dude, I fucking love this part, dude. It's to the point where they say... Because Gary's the one, remember, let's remember, Gary used to be in charge. Mm-hmm. Now he's not. Mm-hmm. And then he says, this is all bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Just because of that, we're going to do you laugh. <laughs> and he has Palmer's fucking dish and boom, it fucking blows up, dog. Yeah. And this, and, is, this is like the fourth test, right? So yeah. up until this point, we we're all kind of thinking like, this doesn't prove shit. This ain't doing shit. Mm-hmm. And then he does Palmer's, right? And Palmer's face, you could tell the way he looks. He's kind of like trying yeah. to avoid eye contact. And then as soon as he hits that hot copper wire with it, man, it jumps out and they're all surprised, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Fuck, that scene was so fucking good, man, because mm. it's like, again, they catch you by surprise. Uh-huh. Like, I'm thinking three defibrillator zaps for Norris's heart attack. Yep. And it was on the second one. Mm-hmm. And then they tell you, all right, we're going to get you, we're going to get you last. Mm. And the cliche thing is we wait for you last and then it fucking yeah, happens, yeah, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah. Nah. It happens like right when they say it. You and know? I like how so, Childs, so good. it's Childs and Gary. They're still trapped to, strapped to the chair. And they're like, God damn. Yeah. They're like freaking out. Dude. Yeah. Oh, man. It's such a clusterfuck, too, because once Palmer's figured out, he starts like changing, right? Like mm-hmm. his face starts melting off and shit. And then it's a clusterfuck because McCready can't get his, his phlegm door started. And then he tells Windows, Windows, fucking light him up, man. Yeah. And then... Palmer breaks free and he fucks up windows, man. Yeah. Poor fucking windows. He fucks him up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know, like I said, that the like uh, the makeup and shit like that uh-huh. was uh, this one looked, uh, I'd say, the worst. Okay. Like uh, windows didn't exactly like his legs. Uh, it was yeah. obviously a fucking dummy. And yeah, shit yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's still good in my mm-hmm. opinion, man. Yeah, yeah. Fucking windows, man. Like even though, like windows dies, mm-hmm. McCready finishes him off with a flamethrower and shit like that. They still finish the samples. 
Yeah. Did you notice that? Yep. Even after this whole fucking array of bullshit happened, yep. they still decide, all right, we got to, we still got to know yeah, yeah. everybody. Yeah. And so they did Clark's, mm-hmm. he, uh, he even wasn't. though he's already dead and he wasn't infected, yep. which is crazy to me because he was with the dogs the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. I right? guess they never got close to him enough, I guess. Fuck, dude. He was the dog handler. Yet yeah. He wasn't like involved uh-huh. or infected, I should say, to where Childs fucking says, Clark wasn't infected. That makes you a fucking murderer. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's like, fuck, y'all killed the fucking Norwegians. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what true. I mean? Yeah. So what the fuck you got here, man? <laughs> again, Childs is the, the, the hothead of it. Yeah. Of the group. You know what I mean? So let me get a swig right here, brother, because all these discussions make me thirsty. Mm, cheers. Yeah. I mean, I love this scene, too, because then they, up. it goes to Gary and Childs are the last two, right? Mm-hmm. And Childs is cleared. And then what's hilarious, I like the little tidbits of humor they put in this movie where Childs is like, man, untie me, get me out. And he's like, he's like, get me out from this fucking crazy guy next to me because they all think he's going to be the thing, you know? Yeah. And oh, man, it's just it's just such a great scene, man. It's so good, man. So because of this now, now they're all untied, right? Mm-hmm. So then they start going and they say, all right, we got to go. We got to go to Blair now because he's, oh, he's yeah. in that tool shed. Mm-hmm. And then they see that he's missing. Which one thing I didn't fucking understand, dude, was like, where exactly was was Childs being, uh, to keep track of? Like, do you see? Like, he was like keeping, uh, like pr- he was protecting a room. Yeah. Well, where the fuck were they? Was he protecting? Well, they they were all clear to the blood test. Finally, they mm-hmm. even cleared Gary, and then they, I guess, they kind of they kind of got laxed in their you know protocol and they kind of split up again but child was child was in that room i guess looking out for blair because remember um an important shot too is when child is in that room mm-hmm. the camera pans in on you know he's like in a coat room it looks yes. like an entranceway yeah and not a lot of people are going to pay attention to the coats on the wall uh-huh. but that's that's important for later it is because mccready comes in and says childs we're going to go give uh, blair the test if he comes back without us torch him mm-hmm. he's like all right cool yeah, and then when they get into the tool shed, he's missing mm-hmm. to where they start walking. They notice that the floorboards are yep. a little fucking creaked, yeah. you know? So they go under. They they lift up the floorboards, and they mm-hmm. go under. There's a fucking tunnel. Yep. And there's this, like, UFO-looking, <laughs> yeah, the, the same UFO-looking thing that happened in the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. Right? Which, okay, right here I have a couple questions. Okay. So the first one is, so was Blair infected the whole fucking time? Because they said that uh, this thing was building a fucking because mm-hmm. this ufo doesn't get built overnight dude yeah it takes months and months to fucking do it. so was blair infected the entire time you know i don't know i don't think so i think it's just it's an advanced being right so it's yeah. gotta be pretty smart and then there's at some point where blair turns and i don't think it's when they first put him in there uh-huh. but at some point he turns into the thing and then he's over there building shit because he finds a way out i guess uh-huh. uh and he uses parts from the generator because remember later on the film they they asked like where's the generator it's like it's gone Mm -hmm. so he he was like working around the complex dismantling shit and Mm -hmm. building this like craft i guess okay you answered my my second question bro Uh which which was gonna where to get the parts uh not not the parts because the parts were that he was taking them little Mm -hmm. by little Yeah, yeah right but i thought my question was going to be the UFO, the 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 saucer from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Could that be where it landed? 
No, no, no. It no. can't be, right? You no. already answered it for me. No, he's building like a miniaturized he was building version. It. So this means that Blair was the thing for a long time then. Yeah, it could be. Fuck. So then the, these guys went months and months without even fucking knowing. Well, no, it's not months and months. It's it it's on accelerated time scale. It they weren't nobody was a thing before the dog came into camp and this okay. was this was like a few days. So the thing it was able to build all this shit in the underneath in a like a accelerated timeline oh it looked too fucking like good it for did but i mean you gotta understand this is an alien life yeah form, right so you're right i don't think it's constricted to uh the constraints of human i gotcha brother yeah gotcha. thank you for clearing that up for me man and also at this point there could be multiple things they could all be working together right dude good shit fuck yeah brother thank you for knocking some fucking sense into me man mm -hmm. with all the theories and all man mcready decides though that it's best to fucking blow this fucking thing up. Yep. Dude. Right? Great shit right there. Well, when they decide to blow that whole fucking thing up, they end up fucking blowing up like a lot of the area, yeah. including the generator room. Well, somebody sabotages the generator, which they assume to be Blair. Yeah, it has to be Blair because mm -hmm. Blair fucking shows up and kills Gary. Yeah. That's the next scene. Mm -hmm. Right? Which, okay, this is what's fucking great about this film, dude. It's a horror film, right? Yeah. And Gary, uh, excuse me, fucking Blair just shows up out of nowhere and fucking, it's yeah. not exactly a jump scare, but when I saw it, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what, what I don't like about for, like horror films nowadays is that rely too fucking much on, on jump, jump scares. Scare. Yeah. I'm the same way. I yeah, hate that like, shit. I hate sometimes it. all you just need is a compelling story. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And at this point, this is the first time in the film that we actually 100% know that somebody's the thing. Because mm -hmm. when we see Blair, we know he's the fucking thing. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, he attacks Gary right away. He yeah. fucking grabs him by the face and fucks him up. And it shows how quickly he kills him, too, because like he just like sticks his hand mm -hmm. in his face, and then he's gone. Along the way, he kills Nas as well, man. Yeah, because Nas gets sucked in because he's like, Gary, where you at? Or he's like mm -hmm. looking down there, and then he's gone. Yeah. So now this leaves McCready mm -hmm. and Childs, who's keeping guard. Yep. At least we think, right? He's well, still keeping guard. No, because remember Niles is like, hey, come over, guys. I see somebody. Uh -huh. And he sees Childs, mm. or what we think is Childs. We think it's Childs, leaving right? Leaving outside where he's supposed to be guarding. And we're like, why the fuck is he running out? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, dude, when this happens, dude, fucking uh, Blair's... Uh, mutation mm -hmm, yeah. turns into this massive giant yep. fucking grotesque ugly think of any other fucking word to describe ugly dude it turns into this fucking nastiest thing mm -hmm. to where the dynamite finally gets brought back in yeah and mccready fucking blows it up man yeah but in be because of this he uses dynamite it fucks up the entire facility man yep. it's gone it's fucking ashes the remnants are fucked dude yeah you know and this is where we get to like the classic ending, right? Mm -hmm. Pretty much everything is gone, dude. The only people remaining now is McCready. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, Childs comes out mm -hmm. and he says, "Hey, I was gone because I I was looking for Blair. Yeah. Out in the snowstorm, which is a fucking lie, man. Yeah. That is a fucking lie. So it makes you believe that now, uh, Childs could be the thing." Yes. Because if you look closely, the jacket that he's wearing is because right, brother, you brought it up, mm -hmm. right? That one room where they had the, the jackets hanging up. Yep. It was different colors mm -hmm. from the one that he's wearing currently right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this scene is a great scene to bring up. It's, it's one of my favorite. It leaves so many questions because McCready's there with his J and B. He somehow found the bottle, right? So he's got it. 
and he's over there drinking it. Child shows up, and they're sitting together, and they're both pretty much saying, like, what are we going to do? I don't know. You, you can tell they don't trust each other. You mm-hmm. can almost cut the tension with a knife, but they're both exhausted, both tired. And I love the fact that McCready, he hands him over the bottle of J&B, Mm-hmm. And then you see Childs, he just laughs and he takes a drink. Mm-hmm. And then you look at it, cuts back to McCready and he's just like, he smirks. He's like, ha. So there's like two theories here. One of them is that McCready is the thing. And he's like, this motherfucker, I just infected this motherfucker. Yeah. But another one could also be like, this motherfucker, why would he just drink from it? He's mm-hmm. the thing because he don't give a fuck. Yeah. So, but you could also be like, because they've accepted their fate at this point, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They can just be like, all right, we're both dead. I'll just take one more swig for the good men right here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you got to understand too is that the thing can survive. Yeah. It can, it wants to freeze, right? Dude, I was always under the impression though that, that McCready could not be the thing. Yeah, me too. But at this point, you're thinking like, okay, McCready, one of them isn't the thing because the other one that is a thing would immediately kill it right yeah so why right yeah so let's say child's is the thing Uh uh-huh okay the thing wants to like hibernate basically Mm -hmm. so why the fuck would it want to come out yeah my thought process is like maybe he still wants to take over mccready because mccready is a pilot yeah even though there's going to be a rescue team uh he the pilot is a pretty good skill to have to you know to take over so that's my theory is like why he would come out there can't be a rescue team, though, dude, because like earlier in the film, Windows was trying to get a hold of someone and he couldn't. Yeah, but that's what uh, McCready says. He says, like, the thing just wants to chill out now. It wants to go. It can't mm. win. So it wants to get frozen because eventually, you know, six months, a year, they're going to realize they can't contact this base and a rescue team is going to come to see what the hell happened. Yeah. It's pretty much like what they did for the Norwegian one. Yeah, exactly. Right? So this is a classic scene, bro, right? Mm-hmm. They, McCready gives. Uh, that we already mentioned. He gives him that bottle of J&B, the same whiskey he had earlier in the film. Yep. Right? And he says they they share a, a swig together, mm-hmm. and the movie fucking fades, man. Yeah. And we don't really know it. I think they freeze to death, obviously, but there's so many questions, man. Mm. It's fucking great. And because of that, we thought it'd be great to get our own little bottle of J&B. Right, brother? <laughs> yeah. So let's... We save this for the fucking ending. Fucking open this motherfucker right here. Yeah, it is hard to open, huh? Jeez Louise. I know. What the fuck? All right, I got mine open. Yeah, I got mine too. All right, brother. So they took a fucking swig. So here's bottoms up, brother. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, fuck. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> that's scotch whiskey. Hey, man, if, uh, if you guys... <laughs> if you guys uh, checked out our last week's episode for Barfly, yeah, you'll know that I'm not a whiskey person. Mm-hmm. Uh, this proves it even more. Well, even this little bottle of this shit, I couldn't even down it all. I'm almost you, done with. If it, you though. told me you're not a whiskey fan, I would 110 percent believe you're not a Scotch whiskey fan because it is uh, definitely an acquired taste. I like yeah. it. This reminds me of Cuddy Sark. If any of you out there like Scotch whiskey, Cuddy Sark's a good cheap. Scotch whiskey. Brother, this is better than that wild turkey shit we had last week, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I think the wild turkey was a little bit smoother. Well, that shows how much I'm fucking knowledgeable about whiskey then, huh? Well, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I like it. But there it is, man. So many fucking questions. So many theories about the thing. Mm-hmm. It is a fucking great film. Yes. I absolutely love it. It is one of the greatest horror films of all time. Yeah. 
Uh, can't wait to get into the ranking a little bit, but first, let's get into uh, our segment for some notable work for some of these characters. Yeah. All right, brother. So let's start with Jar- John Carpenter, right? Mm-hmm. And right here, brother, I'm going to redeem myself. Okay? okay. We go back to the Vanilla Sky episode. Mm-hmm. All right. I said a movie you should check out would be Escape from LA. I fucked up, brother. Mm-hmm. What I should have said was this one, dude Escape <laughs> from New York. And I actually checked it out fucking uh, like a week ago. Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome, bro. That's such a, such a good fucking movie. Yeah. John Carpenter is fucking awesome, man. Mm-hmm. He's he's such a good fucking director. Everybody yeah. knows Halloween, dude. Yeah. You know, everybody knows that one. But check out Escape from New York. Yeah. There's also one movie that we cannot say because we're going to review it next season. Okay. All right. So not much of that. And the next one I want to bring up is They Live. Mm. All right. <laughs> so shout out fucking 18,004 to the good brother <laughs> Ned Nava. Yep. Love you, brother. Uh, if you guys remember, if you guys checked out our episode for The Killing of a Sacred Deer, I told a story where Danny and I told Ned about yeah. that epic fight scene with mm. Keith David and Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah. And uh, he didn't want to put on the glasses and shit. And then Ned was like, did he say please? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, it's Roddy Piper, dude. He's not yeah. going to say that. Dude. Yeah. But yes, John Carpenter directed They Live. It's a mm-hmm. fucking great movie. Please go out of your way. Check that one out. Yep. You got any John Carpenter films, brother? The only one I could think of is John Carpenter's Vampires. Mm. Which I like. Uh, it's not one of his better films, but I. It's just like a campy classic that I love. It's got James Wood and I think Daniel Baldwin. I think is the one of the Baldwin brothers. Uh-huh. Well, he is one of the Baldwin brothers, but I don't know if I'm naming the right <laughs> one. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can, I know it's fucking forget. <laughs> but yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, I love James Wood in that movie. It's it's a good one. I'd recommend checking it out. Yes, brother. We're gonna go to Keith David next, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and the one movie he's not in it a long time. Not much screen time, but I got to bring it up back because this is one of my favorite uh, lesser Leonardo DiCaprio films that he's okay. in. And that is The Quick and the Dead. Mm. Have you seen that one, dude? I love that movie. Fucking That's great. That's one of my huh? favorite, dude. Uh, God, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, man. Gene That's Hacker, a great yeah. movie. Dude. Please go ahead and check out The Quick and the Dead, man. Yeah. That's a, that's one of Leonardo DiCaprio's like lesser known <laughs> films, man. Yeah. It's a great fucking movie, man. And we're going to go into... Oh, by the way, please check out Requiem for a Dream. Mm, yeah, of all right. Yeah. Of course. And then if you have not listened to our episode of Requiem for a Dream, please listen to that one. It's one of our earlier uh, reviews. Mm-hmm. And the last one we're going to get into is Kurt Russell, brother. Yeah. This is the second time we've had Kurt Russell on our podcast. We're going to have him again next season. There are some movies that I got to get into. I'm going to state the obvious one right now. It's Tombstone, brother. Please go out of your way and check out Tombstone. Tombstone yeah. is personally my favorite Western film. Mm-hmm. Please check out Tombstone. And I know that... Um, as far as like genres, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you get Western and then you get horror. Uh, yeah, Kurt Russell's right there. Like yeah. at, the, at the top of my favorite films of all time when it comes to Westerns and horrors, man. The yeah. Thing is one of my favorite horror films of all time. Oh, yeah. Kurt Russell's there. Um, Death Proof. Do you ever see that one? Not yet. Bro. You got to watch that one. I feel I, like yeah, I got like to check everything that fucking uh, Quentin Tarantino's done, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Funny you mentioned that next because the next one is the hateful eight, brother. Mm-hmm. And the reason I bring this up, I got an unpopular opinion right here, all right? Okay. All right. The hateful eight, believe it or not, brother, is in my top three favorite Quentin Tarantino films, man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know a lot of people would be like, what? You put that one in front of this <laughs> one? You put that. Fuck off. It's my list, okay? <laughs> all right. The hateful eight is so good because, like I mentioned before, man, I am a big fan of writing, man. Yeah. The, the writing in the hateful eight is so good because there are. There are parts in the film that it's like a bunch of just talking, mm-hmm. but I'm so engaged into it because the writing is so damn good, man. Yeah. That's yeah. Quentin Tarantino right there. Like Reservoir hey. Dogs, it's all talking. Hey, 
if you want, if you must know, brother, Reservoir Dogs is my favorite Quentin Tarantino mm. film. Yeah, I think yeah. mine too. Actually. Do you know what number two is though? Hateful Eight's three. I would say Pulp Fiction yeah, is my yeah, second. Yeah, that's mine, dude. Yeah. 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 And the last one I'm going to bring up for a Caruso film is Bone Tomahawk. Mm. A disturbing film. Bullshit happens, man. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I believe it's on Netflix, but don't quote me on that one. I think it's there. Check out Bone Tomahawk. Any Kurt Russell films, brother, before we wrap this one up? No, I think they hit it with Death Proof. But I would say I'm sure there's a ton I'm forgetting, but... Oh, you know, one of my mom's favorite, which she's pretty good in, is Overboard with Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn, yeah. yeah Isn't that his good... wife, dude? Well, I think they're like long-term partners. They've known each other, but they never got married, but they've been together, I think, since the 80s. So Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. that's that's always a good one. I love that one. And uh-huh. Kurt Russell's always a treat, man. I can't really say, you know, maybe Escape from L.A. was pretty bad, but still, <laughs> he still does a good job. I got to rewatch it, man, just to see yeah. what's up, you know? Yeah. Because, but... like, Escape from New York is fresh in my mind. Oh, because I watched yeah. it last week, so Escape I gotta from, check it out. Dude. Escape from LA is pretty terrible, but I mean, he still does a good job. That's John Carpenter's like only flaw, maybe. Mm, you know, I don't know, but yeah, that one is uh, was not that great. Yeah. All right, brother. Let's get a swig for the good man, and we're getting to our overall thoughts. What do you say? Let's do it, man. Bottoms up, brother. Bottoms up. This was your pick, brother. So I, I'd say you go first, all right? Because I know you got lots to say about this. Yeah, this film, man. I have watched it probably the it's one of the most watched films that i've seen maybe the rivalry would be casino mm. but this film i just love man this yeah. everything about this film i love the practical effects i know people are gonna say oh but you know the tgi and shit is you know fuck all that i hate all that stuff it's the 80s man early yeah. 80s dude i mean they worked with what they had and they made it amazing amazing it's, it's everything about this film the acting is spot on the characters are interesting the plot is is just great. You feel claustrophobic. They're trapped in an Antarctic ice base. You know, they're paranoid. They You don't know who the fuck is the thing. We're sitting here arguing who's the thing. Yeah. The only one we know is Blair for sure, right? Yeah. And it's just, oh man, this film is just great. This is probably the only film that I think is just a perfect film all around. I can't talk shit about this film at all. I'm going to give it a fucking 10 out of 10. Yeah. Danny Silva approval. Fuck yeah. I don't hand those out like candy, so yeah. there you go. Fucking call Eric Anderson's sister, man. <laughs> a perfect 10 perfect out of 10. 10. That's perfect what's 10. up, brother. Yep. Cheers to that. Cheers. Mm. So not my overall thoughts, brother. Mm-hmm. This fucking film made in the 80s still holds up to this day. Yeah. Fucking 50 years from now, we're still going to be talking about the thing. Yep. Because of all the theories that happened, the excellent fucking plot, mm. the direction behind it, the makeup, especially for what it's worth, man. Because mm. for for a film that's made in the early 80s, dude, yep. and then you have dog shit fucking movies that happened <laughs> like three years ago yeah. that has horrible CGI. There's no excuse for that. Yeah, They're just being lazy or like, sure, budget, but who gives a fuck, right? Mm-hmm. Make something better. I'm looking at you, Arachnoquake. <laughs> all right? <laughs> but the thing holds up to this fuck it's such a great film mm-hmm. like i mentioned the theories everything is so good man to this day dude we're still questioning who the fuck was the thing yeah and that is what films should do yeah it holds up to this test give me nine and a half stars out of ten brother Hell yeah fuck it's yeah. a fucking great movie it is my second favorite horror film of all time. Hell yes. Yeah, and the number one is actually The Exorcist, if you're curious. All oh, right? That's a good one, too. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect, brother. So, one more swig for the good man, brother. 
to John Carpenter, Kurt Russell, and everybody involved in this film. It was a fucking fantastic one. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Mm-hmm. And we're going to end it right there, man. Thank you so much for all of you. Oh, excuse me. I almost burped right there. <laughs> that took the time to out of their busy day to check out this podcast, man. We appreciate you so fucking much, man. We're nearing 2,000 downloads once again. Mm-hmm. We're almost there. Please help us get there. All right? Remember to be kind to one another. Much luck to all of you. Bottoms up. Cheers. See you later. Thank you for sticking with us to the very end. Please join us next week as we continue our month-long horror film reviews as we review one of England's most underrated horror films. And that movie is... Kill List. A film directed by Ben Wheatley. If you have Tubi, please check out this film and then join us for the discussion portion of the show. Love to all, and bottoms up. <laughs>